welcome to this Advent Reflection, week number three. In this edition, faith. Have you ever been part of a faith tradition that can't handle uncertainty? Community members are just supposed to fall in line without question. These environments can't handle deep questions about faith, theology, or even behaviors of its leaders, it inevitably produces toxicity and helps solidify cultures built to reject prophetic and marginalized voices, among many others. Questioning your faith is often about questioning malformed ideas someone added on top of the teachings of Jesus. It's like something inside of us realizes something is amiss. A, quote, crisis of faith can happen when we notice the ways embodying expansive love and inclusion are rejected in thought, word, or deed. In this way, rejecting faith is not about giving up. Rather, maybe it's a devotion towards reclamation. It's a reclamation back to those teachings of Jesus. Now, whether or not someone does the work of reclamation, that's a different issue. If you've noticed, I don't like easy answers, and I especially don't like the answers, the Christian answers, that can't dwell in the hard seasons. Responses like, just have a little faith, or God will prevail, or I'll pray for you. All we need is prayer. They don't always cut it. I'd rather hold space for lament and darkness, which is why I'm a fan of Advent. So within this context, we turn towards the faithfulness of Mary, knowing that when we seek and watch, read and listen to examples of faithfulness, I do so through the context of the dark and the seasons where we hold space for questions. We find her story in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. Mary is encountered by an angel with stunning news. You will receive and give birth to a son. I should say, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Now, Jewish mothers of the time undoubtedly dreamed that their sons would one day grow up to be the Savior and liberator of an entire nation, just like moms might dream their sons or daughters to be president or prime minister one day. Mary is no different. Only she receives confirmation that this dream would be her reality. Absorbing the news, she exclaims in verse 46, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my Savior. These words are part of what the church traditionally calls Mary's Magnificat, a song about her faithfulness in God. But we must pay attention to her distinct picture of who God is. His mercy extends to those who fear him, Verse 50, from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their throne 
but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. Mary's words are a prophetic song in the way she levels critique against the powers in her world. The proud will be scattered. The rulers brought down from their thrones. Her voice sings as Jerusalem churns under occupation. The Roman Empire is in full colonizing mode, taking land and assimilating people, including minority groups like the Jews. In this context, the collective memory of marginalized people was seared with a dream for liberation. Mary's reach for deliverance is therefore not particularly unique. However, how that liberation would come to pass is to liberation through Jesus. As Mary recollects the steadfast nature of God, remember just earlier in the story she receives her angelic encounter. Her son will be the Most High. That means as she voices her praise, she not only is describing God, but simultaneously foretelling the type of liberation her son will inaugurate. The rich will be sent away, the hungry filled, the humble raised up, This is a specific result that Mary holds her faith to. A reorganization of society where the last shall be first and the first last. Mary's faithfulness through the journey of Advent helps us reorient our gaze to Jesus. A faith that rests on a side with God and that side is with powerlessness which is especially fitting when we struggle with our faith. Lingering in the stillness of the unknown, of the dark, is in fact where God's light shines first.